Welcome to this podcast. In this episode today, we are going to talk about the one thing every university student must do. Right. So today in this podcast with me, I have Jonathan, Jonathan Ng. So Jonathan, maybe you can just uh, give a shout out to everyone and kind of talk about what you do and who you are. Hi, I'm Jonathan Ng. I met Jonathan Ng in <laughs> my first year at university with, uh, with him. He was my classmate and also my dorm my dorm, same, he was to stay on the same floor as me on the dorm. And what I do day to day is I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the co-founder of Lord of the Cards. It's a music theory card game that did 300k in sales on Kickstarter. And I've also won many competitions together with Jang. And we <laughs> want to talk about the one thing that every one of you needs to do so that you can have the, like the same or more success than me and, and Jang. Perfect, right? I think this uh, podcast will also be hosted on uh, Jong's site. So for uh, John, your listener, <laughs> it's a bit weird to keep saying John because my name is John as well. Yeah, so for you know, listeners, just, say, just call me John. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I call, you, I call you John. All right, so for, uh, for listeners of Jong, uh, what I do is actually I help uh, people um, multiply their wealth by buying really high quality companies in the stock market. Uh, on the side, I'm, I'm a business owner. So what I do is I teach people how to choose uh, really good companies from the stock market. Yeah, and John has been a really... So I met John in uh, university and we, are, we have been really good friends ever since then. Okay, so uh, I think we'll head off to uh, the start of the podcast and I think we'll start with... Uh, we'll start this podcast by, you know, starting with a few questions, right? So the first question is, John, why taking a gap year is compulsory in our opinion? Okay, before we, we answer this question, we have to say, so that's the big secret. Lah. The big secret of what every university student needs to do is take one year out for yourself. Mm. You must take one year out for yourself. Maybe you're a uni student or you're a poly student or yeah, either uni or poly. You have to take one year out for yourself. And the reason why is because you, uh, my belief is the purpose of life is to find your gift and the meaning of life is to give it away. Uh, we know that most of most people haven't found their gift. Most uni students haven't found their gift. Most graduate students haven't found their gift. Most people never find their gift. Why? <laughs> because they're always rushing from one thing to another. Well, let me put it to you this way. Have you ever needed to find something but you can't remember what it was but you know you need it and then you're rushing, rushing, rushing and you just can't find it so you say, like, okay, screw it, I give up. But then later, when you're relaxed and go about your dating, you start to realize, oh yeah, that's what I needed. That's what, and, and I know where it is. Life is the same. <laughs> Life is the same. You don't realize what the thing that you want, that you want to do, that you, and, and where it is that you can have it until you have this, some space, some time to think, you know? So let's say that you have to do some tasks. All tasks will fit into four categories. Important and urgent. Important, not urgent. Urgent but not important, not important, not urgent. Oh, so important urgent is the stuff that you always have to do first, right? Important, not urgent. To me, this is where life is, but we'll, we'll talk about it again. Mm. Urgent, not important is the most and stuff, all the admin things, right? Things that you must do, but actually it's not really, doesn't really matter to your life. And then finally, it's not important, not urgent. This is the thing that we love to do. We love to play video games, <laughs> watch a movie, watch a, watch a trashy book, but it's, it's what we do to relax, not important, not urgent. Yep. So this is the thing about, about school and uni and, and rushing from one thing to another. The big, one of the biggest reasons why school right, can stop 
you from finding your gift is that uh, in school, you are so distracted by jumping through all the hoops of school tests, of doing only the important and urgent thing, right? The school exams and all these are important and urgent. We have to admit that. But then after you, you finally get through that, you get a holiday and then you are so stressed, all you want to do is do the not important, not urgent thing, like play video games, watch a drama, something like that. Yep. So you only ever do what's important and urgent and not important, not urgent. But to me and to Jang, I'm very sure, life happens, life really happens when you find and take the time to do what is important but not urgent. So the question is, how can you find the time to do that? And the answer, one of the most simple answers, at least that we know, there's other ways to do it. You can have amazing work-life balance. But the best, the easiest way is just to take one year out from school. Maybe after first year, maybe before first year, or second year, third year, anytime, as long as you do before you graduate. Right. Yeah. So, so I think what John re- said was, it's like so relatable. You know, while you're saying it, I'm just having these like flashbacks in, in my life where, you know, in u- university, I was just like... Um, trying to study through my tests. I was just trying to chase the, the A's. You know, I still remember one day when it was like the day of examination. And it was, I think it was like 10 minutes before the exam start, start, uh, is going to start. And when I passed by John's room, I saw John still in bed. And when I... <laughs> Try to wake him up. He was like, all oh, Zen is like, it's okay. I'll pass the exam. <laughs> <laughs> Just like playing a poker game, you know, saying that you'll pass so calmly. <laughs> I think, John, like what was going through your head? You know, what was going through your head when I, uh, during that period of time? Right. So the thing is, what's going through my head most of the time is I'm always thinking about all the ideas that I have. How can I implement them? How can I change the world? You know, I'm always thinking about this. So mm. the chances are that's what I was thinking about at that time and exam was just another hoop to jump through. Right. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, my, my point is not to, not to screw school. My point is also not to screw your ideas because um, like, let's say Jang was very focused on school. That's important as well. While you're in school, try to be focused about it. But then, um, like, you, it's very difficult to do both, you know? So the, the best thing you want to do is just take a, take a year out and then you can focus on yourself. Yeah, so I think um, I was just uh, trying to explain to one person. So for me, just like to give some context, I've already taken my second gap year. And you know, one of my friends was asking me, hey, John, you know, why do you still want to take another gap year after your first? I mean, you're already doing your business, you know, it's running. Why not just do your business and uh, studies at the same time? So my reply to him was that, you know, I kind of... I have really found what I love. And when I went back to school, I'm not saying school is bad or what, there's no right or wrong here. But when I went back to school, I felt so conflicted because on one hand, I know that I have to pass my exams, I have to study. But while studying, I feel guilty because I wasn't putting in all my love and all my effort into my business, which was my baby. And when I was doing my business, I was feeling very guilty as well because (laughs) if I didn't study, if I didn't pass my exams, I would have to retake my modules and I have to spend uh, you know, another $6,000 to take another semester. So I was very, very conflicted because, uh, of this, um, of, because of this position that I put myself in, which uh, does not 
which sets me up for failure in my opinion. And when I took my second gap year, I felt so much happier because I only had one focus and that was really my business, which is to help more people become to achieve uh, financial freedom. And that really helped me a lot, right? So to me, I feel that nowadays focus is underrated. A lot of people want to do a lot of things. There's nothing wrong with doing a lot of things, but you know, at the end of the day, you have to find out, you know, by doing a lot of things, you have to narrow down, right? What are the things that really make you so passionate to wake up? Like, you know, if someone wake you up at 2 a.m., you will happily wake up and say, yes, I'm willing to do uh, whatever uh, I'm doing now. Right, but if you don't have that kind of enthusiasm, then maybe it's time you know you can find what is the thing that you want to do. Yeah, but I think a lot of people listening, they they a very common objection is, huh? You want me to take a gap year? I don't even know what I want to do during the gap year. Huh? You do hear this, Jeng? <laughs> yeah, I always hear that, and in in fact, I've gotten like two calls from two people, you know, telling me, "What if I?" So I think the the common thing is. The, the reason why they are fearful uh, that they don't know what they want to do is because they're afraid that they're going to spend the year you know, doing nothing and they're they afraid that they're, good, they're going to waste their time. Right? But I think John, John has like some good advice and um, thought over this uh, topic. So maybe you can share more. Yeah. Uh, so I really always hear people say, I don't know what I want to do. But for, so for me, there was a point, I was very depressed. I, I went through so much stuff and then um, mainly the, the source of the depression was that I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, with my time. So what, most people will stop there and get stuck and then just do what, what everyone else is asking them to do. But what I did, I remember writing now in my journal in August, two years ago, I wrote, I don't know what the purpose of my life is. Therefore, the purpose of my life is to find the purpose of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, you you fast forward six seven months, then suddenly I feel I feel I not I feel so fulfilled and 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 happy with my life because I took the time to really go and invest all my time to find out what is the purpose of my life by trying all the different things that I like. Slowly, slowly, you get closer to the answer. It's not suddenly. It's, oh, I know the purpose of my life now. I'm not very sure what the purpose of my life now, but I know I'm on track. You know, I always feel my job uh, as as a person on earth is to help people see the beauty and the joy and the grace and the fun in the world. And that's what, what my, my product, a lot of the course does. So that's why I feel very happy about it. But I never would have been able to find the answer if I had to juggle assignments and exams and projects. Um, and it, it, I, I really could invest full time in this project that I call Extreme Education, which I, I did it just for fun. I was interviewing teachers and parents and principals to find out, hey, what's wrong with the education system? And that was so fun and so fulfilling. And that's actually, that actually is what led me to do a lot of the cards, a music theory card game that, that gives me an income, makes me feel fulfilled, helps me touch lives all around the world. So you have to, to just take the leap of faith, even though you don't know what you want to do. You tell yourself, okay, I'm going to find out what it is I want to do and use your gap year for that. Wow, amazing. So I think, you know, for those who are listening to this podcast and if you can just really set this as your first actionable step, I would say that you'll be ahead of the rest of, at least by 80%. Because I think I'm very fortunate to have met Jong because I really was just like going through life, just <laughs> getting angry over project mates. And <laughs> <laughs> well, projects now don't even mean a single thing to me. <laughs> So I think when you really know um, 
like what your what really truly makes you happy, what truly uh, inspires you to wake up every day, your life will be so much more happier. All right. So I think, Jong. So once someone has decided, okay, I want to uh, set out on this mission, right? But practically, you know, it may be hard in the Asian context because um, I think uh, most of the time our um, uh, the the biggest people in our life who stop us from progressing um, might be people like our friends or maybe like our parents or maybe our grandparents, right? So what is a very practical advice you want to give you know, to uh, young people like uh, out, uh, young people out there to convince their parents to give them blessings to take their gap year? Okay, so there's a great story here. <laughs> uh, I mean, so first off, I would say sometimes your parents may not understand no matter how great the opportunity is. Even if you're already earning money, sometimes they still don't think that it's a good idea for you to do this and to forsake the education because that's what they understand. But let's say you really, really want to get their opinion. Like you really, really want to get their blessing and that is very, very important to you. Then there's a good way to go about it. <laughs> and and I'm for some reason, I did this. because Okay, so I'm someone that loves to give presentations. I love to pitch in competition. Mm. I love to tell a story and, and convince people about things. Mm. So I decided, hey, why not I use my superpower against my parents <laughs> or just to get them on my side? Yeah. So uh, uh, during school, I did a lot of competitions, pitched a lot of projects. So I thought, hey, why not I make a PowerPoint presentation to my parents? <laughs> <laughs> so they were, for, for them, it was, it was very weird. They were like, huh? Uh, what's going on? Then I say, uh, come sit down, sit down. So I sat them down on the couch and then I connected my Mac to the computer and I started <laughs> presenting to them. So the wow. presentation is very cute. Uh, maybe I can send the link to Jack, to Jack and you can put it in the show notes. Uh, it's on slides.com. All I said was, uh, okay, I know you all are very worried that I want to take a gap year, but don't worry <laughs> because like, maybe they think that I just want to like lay park and, and chill and just have fun. But I told them, no, 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 I'm here to find, I want to find out what I want to do. I want to make an impact on the world. So I remember I, I put a picture of myself. This is presentation of John as, as of August 2018. <laughs> and then I say, okay, uh, in my life, I have my, this is my family, which is you. Then I showed a picture of them, my parents, my sisters, mm. without me. I was not in the photo. Everyone in my family was like, me. So I said, what's the common thing in this photo? Then everyone said, oh, I don't know. Then obviously I press the next slide. It says, all of your are in the medical profession. So my parents are doctors, my sister is a dentist, my other sister is an orthoptist. They're all in medical profession. Right. So I said, so I said to them, I want to be like you. But I, for me, right, being a, a, in, the, in the medical field directly, it's not going to be an option. So to me, okay, I just want to help people. As long as people, I'm happy. Yeah. So that I can be like the rest of my family. Then they, they look very happy when I say this. <laughs> <laughs> so after they look very happy, then I say, so how do I want to help people? Well, I think there's two ways I can help. One way is to help people in a tangible way. The other one is an intangible way. So on the slide, I had this big yin yang picture. You know the yin yang? Yeah, so yin yang, I put tangible means physical products. And, and the other side, I put intangible products. So my, idea, my, my plan for the gap year, I told them, was a tangible side. I want to make my product idea come to life, which is a skateboard sling bag. It's, a, it's just a, a, a bag that can hold your skateboard. And I also want to make an electric skateboard, which mm -hmm. is actually how I met Jeng. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the other side intangible I said I want to make an app it's an app to help with meditation yeah I always dream of making that 
So I, I, then I told them, okay, that's my plan. And I told them why I want to, why I want to do these things. I said, well, if I do these things, I will become very, very good at engineering, coding, all these things that, that is why people go to school. They want to become good at these things. They say, I want to go at these things and make my own idea. Mm. Then they're like, oh yeah, it makes sense. Like, I can see on their face. They never say this, but I can see it. <laughs> and then finally, I needed money for the electric skateboard and I, I, I wasn't working a job. I had some savings from army, but I asked for their money. So I said, okay, these are all the components I need to make the electric skateboard. I need the, the battery, I need the skateboard, I need the wheels, I need the, all these things. And for the app also, I need to pay for this account. And then I said, okay, this is how much it will cost. Is it okay if you can help me out with this? And at the end, he was like, oh yes, yes, I'm very happy to, to give you the money. So <laughs> not only did I get their permission, I also got the money. <laughs> wow, so that was your first experience at VC funding. <laughs> <laughs> your parents have- I'm very thankful. They're very supportive. Yeah, I'm very lucky that they're very supportive, but I'm sure if you do this, you will get a much better, you may not get a yes, but you will get a much better result than if you didn't do this. Right, I think this is so underrated. Like a lot of people just assume that their parents will brush them aside and think that their their ideas are sucky. But, you know, who knows, right? If if you come across uh, to show how meticulous you are in planning your gap year and you kind of let your parents understand what you want to do, who knows, right? Your parents might just have a change of mind thinking that, wow, you know, my son is kind of different. He wants to change the world. You know, he wants to find his purpose. That is Matured, right? I mean, how many times do you see a 21-year-old or 23-year-old kid telling you that his purpose is because he's, he wants to find his purpose in life and that's why he, he wants to take his gap year? I don't think a lot of parents get that from their kids. <laughs> yeah, and now, now we have a very funny memory that we can always go back to. It's just funny, right? Your son presenting to you with PowerPoint slides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think mine, mine wasn't a very uh, <laughs> memorable one. I think, I think this is not something that all of you, I mean, I, I would really hope none of you will follow me in my footsteps. But basically, I went with the approach of uh, <laughs> asking for forgiveness rather than asking for permission. So I just went to take a gap year then I told my parents only like two months later and they all got a shock. <laughs> <laughs> and by the time they, they asked me if I could still go back to school I just said oh there's no way you know uh, the, the next time the earliest time I can join back school is next year already yeah so that's how yeah. I got my first gap year and uh, my parents really had nothing to say because it, it's what's done is really done and uh, but they see me being happy you know I although I uh, t- take a gap year but I always come home very late because I'm, I've, been, I've been always hustling and they can see that I'm really working my ass off so I think on that part they didn't really uh, you know say anything negative about it because they could see that I was happy and I was working my butt off yeah actually I've done the same thing because uh, Jeng has taken two gap years I've taken four okay I'm about to start my fourth one so it's you only got your fourth. you got your fourth already uh I haven't, it hasn't been approved yet. I still need to ask the prof, but beyond that, it should be okay. I hope your, yours get approved so that I can get my fourth as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Jong is like my leading indicator of getting the max number <laughs> of gap years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, it's, it's only cute the first time when you give a presentation to your, to your parents. After the second, third time, it's a bit weird already, huh? So, <laughs> I remember <laughs> for my third gap year, I didn't tell them, I just took it. But then I, I invited them to a, a competition that I got into the grand finals for. So they were in the audience listening to me pitch. And the judges and everyone was, they loved the idea a lot. They, they, they approved of it. Mm. So my parents also naturally approved of it. So that was a very, very another great way to, 
to get them into it. For them to show them, you just show them results. Yes, you remember your mom being so proud and being so high and she was like a total fanger of like our project. <laughs> it was funny. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think, um, so let's say if one person can get over, you know, think uh, really uh, accepting that, okay, uh, having a gap year is uh, maybe something that I want to explore. And let's say, okay, I've convinced my parents Right, so I think the next question they will, they will probably ask, like a normal person would ask, is that, you know, is a gap year risky? Right, I think that's the most common question that I come across, you know, taking a gap year is, is risky. So what are your thoughts on this, John? Um, naturally, it is risky, slightly, because you will be graduating later, right? Uh, you... Actually, that's the only risk. The only risk is that you'll graduate later. And I feel that, that even that is not a risk. Because when you graduate later than others, and then you resume school, you will have a whole new bunch of friends. You will right. know two batches of people compared to other people who only know one batch. Which means your network has doubled in size. Mm. You know, and one person knows another bunch of people. So your network, you can say it triple in size, right? right. So that's one amazing thing already. Another thing I would say is that um, maybe some of you will feel, oh, if I'm away from school for one year, why it's very hard for me to get back into studying and everything. Mm. So what I will say is that being disconnected from school will actually connect you to, to academic things that you really care about even more. Let me put it, do it this way. Because you're no longer consumed by your homework, exams, the classes that you don't like, you can drop in on all the interesting classes, the most interesting arts classes. You can go to every guest lecture. I remember in term one of university, I, I saw all the emails, so many amazing guest lectures from all around the world coming to our uni- university to speak. I was like, right. wow, I want to go to all of them. And they all clash with every class. So <laughs> for me, for me I, just, I just skipped the class and I went to the guest lecture. But not everyone wants to do this. So if you take a gap year, you can go to every guest lecture and make so many friends. You can spend more time with your professors than your classmates can. Because your classes are doing homework, but you can go and do, do research with your professor. You can go to every club. So the irony is you need, you need a year away from school to get the most out of school. Because <laughs> otherwise, you will miss 90% of the opportunities of school. Because of school. For example, so there's, there's so, so many competitions I went to during school and I was dying. If I wasn't dying because of school, I could have gone to even more competitions. Even right, right now, I'm participating in two... Um, I'm, I'm, I just got approved to enter this competition as a result of school. They sent it in a school email and I got in. And this competition, they are going to fly me from Singapore to Switzerland for a workshop in the French ski Alps for, for, for three days and they're going to fly me back to Singapore. And then after that, there's going to be a challenge where you, you sit in a glass box for four days and you innovate new ideas with people from all around the world. What an amazing opportunity. And this is during school term. Wow, and I can do it dope. because I'm not doing school term, and not even I'm, I'm not even an official student. I'm a gap year, and I can participate in these things. <laughs> so I would say, is gap year is risky, but it's an even bigger risk not to take a gap year. Yeah, I think that's really crazy. Right? I think one thing about taking a gap year is that you stop paying your school fees, but you can still leverage on the school's resources. And I think something about being a student really helps a lot. You know, when you go out and approach people and say, hey, I'm a student, you know, I, I want to learn something from you. Immediately, they will lower down their walls, they'll lower down their defenses, and they'll share 
everything they know to you, right? This is usually the case uh, that, you know, me and John, when we interact with people from the outside, right? They, they are always so heartwarming. They are always so friendly to students. But let's say if you were to tell someone that, you know, you're working at a, at a corporation or, you know, you're someone else other than a student, right? The chances of them sharing with you resources is actually lower, and I think I'm going to say something controversial here. I think John has already said it, but yeah, I totally agree that, you know, take, not taking a gap year is actually riskier. All right. I mean, let me just give an example. Like, uh, for example, if you really had this really great idea and you really want, want to work on it, who knows, right? It can become a business. You know, what if it generates you like $1 million? All right. So the only risk in taking the gap year is that you graduate later. All right, and I think that you know, if you look at the, look at things mathematically, right? Likely, you are probably in your twenties, right? And the life expect expectancy of uh, an average person right now is about eighty years old. So you have another sixty years ahead of you. So what is that? You know, one year um, got to. I mean, what? How is How significant is that extra one year or two years in the whole scheme of uh, of the in the whole scheme of life? And I feel that you know. The worst thing you want to do is at the end of the day, let's say, you know, you leave the world and you, you're sitting on your coffin and you look back and you just can't help but wonder what if I took that gap year? Could I have, uh, you know, um, created a business empire? Could I have uh, added more value to the world? Could I have, could I have, what if, you know, all the what ifs and could I have will really kill you, right? So, you know, if you think about it this way, I really think that, you know, taking a gap year is super, super risk-free. And I always like to share this with my friends who want to be entrepreneurs. It's better to do entrepreneurship while you're on a, on a gap year rather than you complete your degree. And once you complete your degree, everyone, I mean, all of your peers will start working. All right. And that's the worst time to be an entrepreneur <laughs> because you're going to start seeing your friends earning a stable income and you're going to start uh, seeing your parents comparing what you do versus what your peers do. And it's going to be very miserable because the truth is being an entrepreneur, you're not guaranteed to have a stable income, right? Just like an employee salary worker. So if you take a gap year, at least you have this uh, cushion around you where you won't have really harsh expectations that is placed on you. However, that doesn't mean you, know, you, you don't work your best. But in fact, you will actually be conditioned in a way that you, you want to do your best because you only have that one year left before you have to go back to school. Right? So that's how I felt. I felt like there's always this pressure to do something in this one year so that I will not waste it. And at the same time, you know, I have friends who are graduating. I want to be doing as well as they are by the time they graduate. Yeah, so that's just how I think about a gap year. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. So, John, okay, let's say one person um, has decided, okay, I'm going to take a gap year. All right, I've convinced my parents, okay, I believe that a gap year is not risky. Then we have this very common question is that, you know, how can I take a gap year? Do I need to prove to my uh, university uh, professors that, you know, I'm doing something great? You know, can I just have nothing at all and take a gap year. <laughs> so I think this is a common um, uh, speed bump that people face. So what do you think about it? Uh, it's not as hard as you think. I also didn't, some, so some years I had very legitimate reasons. Like I had to go to this coding school abroad and I had the, I had the evidence of that. But last year, all I had was an idea and said, okay, I'm going to pursue this idea. So I met with my professor who was the one who will give the approval. 
And I told him, uh, Prof, I want to go and pursue my business because now is the only time. Later, when I graduate, I knew everything. Then he was like, oh yeah, go, go, go. Please, please, please. You should do it now, <laughs> not later. And I was like, oh my God. I was so happy. You know, I, I had a tear in my eye after I walked out of his office. Like, he's so, I felt so supported. So right. you'd be surprised. All these professors, they, they are, why, why, why did they become a prof? Many of them can be uh, super, super smart people. Why do you become a prof? They are here to support you and help you grow. Mm. Yeah, so for me, after uh, initially, I was, I was, I was like uh, asking John, you can just take a gap year like that. And he showed me that you could do it. So what I did was very simple. I met no one. I met no professors. I, I was talk, I'm, I'm referring to my second year. I met no one. So what I did was that I just emailed my pillar head. So uh, a pillar head is basically the professor that oversees the entire uh, pillar. And I cc it my, uh, what they call this? Uh, advisor, is it? Professor, uh, an advisor. Mentor. Uh, mentor, prof- uh, mentor prof- professor. So I cc it my mentor professor. So what I did was I typed literally like just a few sentences. I said, hey, prof, I'm, I'm pursuing my business idea and I hope to get blessings from you guys to give me a gap year to focus on it. And I just told them I wish them a good day. And straight after the next day, I got a approval just like that. You know, I, I, I didn't have to meet anyone at all. So it's that simple. Just got to send an email and get it done. Yes. So uh, this whole podcast, we've been, we've been speaking to you as though you don't want to take a gap year, right? Mm-hmm. But I have a message for those. There are some of you out there who are hungry. Some of you out there who know what already to those people right in my experience based on what I've already experienced I will say uh, try to avoid a scholarship if you can uh, <laughs> and there's there's a reason for this and so uh, firstly I'll say avoid a scholarship secondly I will say get into a school where you know you'll like the people right just get in don't, don't have to be an ideal degree go for just one or two semesters Okay, don't, <laughs> don't <laughs> intend to graduate. You go for just one or two semesters so that you can make good friends with people, like real friends, and, and get a feeling of what university is like. Mm. After that, you just get here forever and do the thing that you really want to do. And you can spend as much time as you like in school with all the friends that you meet. And now you have a lot of time to hang out with them when they need to hang out, when they have the time <laughs> to hang out. And you can go and pursue the thing that you want. And you, you're friends with all the professors. You know, it's very, very helpful when you have a PhD on your team. Everyone says, wow, you have a PhD on your team? You know, I, I want to support <laughs> what you do. Yeah. Right. That's my advice to young people today. Don't even bother graduating. Just get in, take two terms, and then just get there from then on and use all your school resources. Right, but I think, um, I think John is also not saying it in a very sweep, in a very general and sweeping statement. So let's say if you really want to become like the best scientist in the world, then of course you have to, you know, pursue and finish uh, academia. Right? Let's say you want to be a lawyer. Let's say you want to be really hardcore. Uh, basically, you want to go into a profession where you know it's good. It's going to require you hardcore knowledge, right? Of course, you probably will need to uh, finish school, right? But for those who kind of feel like, you know, studying, maybe studying is not the kind of thing that you really enjoy. You know, there's nothing wrong with that because there's, um, there's nothing that suits everyone. All right. So you just got to take this time to find out what you want. Mm. Well said. <laughs> all right. Um, actually, I have this one last uh, thing that, you know, that we keep getting, um, we keep getting questions on this is that, you know, 
John, all right. Jang and Jong. So I've, I'm convinced, I'm totally convinced by this podcast, you know, I, 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 I'm going to go ahead with a, with a gap year. But the thing is, when a gap year starts to kick in, they realize that, you know, um, they, it's hard to be disciplined. You know, so what advice do you have for them, John? Like, you know, do you advise them to have like a, a calendar or like a routine, you know? So what's your advice for them? I will definitely recommend a good calendar. I will recommend you have some habits like exercise every day, write in your journal every day, read a bunch of books every day, meditate every day, so that just to keep you on track because it's very easy to fall into a, a, a loop of permanent whining, uh, which is just what it means completely relaxing. But I will also say that you may want to give yourself one month. Just say, okay, one month, I give myself one month to completely just do things that's not important, not urgent. And stop there. Because uh, wherever you are in your school journey, the moment suddenly you have freedom, you'll be like, oh my God, freedom. And you are naturally going to want to take <laughs> advantage of it to, to play games, to watch movies, whatever, to relax. Because maybe you need to relax. You, you cannot just uh, go from stress mindset to like stress about your own interest mindset. You may need <laughs> to take some time to unwind, but just don't take too long. Set yourself a limit of one month. You still have 11 months to pursue the things you want to pursue. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really great one. In fact, for me, when I first started out, I think my first month was really just like laying on a bed every day, looking at Instagram, looking at Facebook, watching my <laughs> World War II documentaries. I love World War II documentaries. <laughs> and really just chilling out. But I think after one month, I started freaking out. I started asking myself, okay, what is the thing that I really want to do? And I started taking the next week also to kind of figure out what's a routine that I want to have. I start to mix uh, with people that can help me be in a routine. For example, like I joined an internship, you know, and I think the beauty about having an internship uh, that you're willing to do is so different than, you know, going with internship by the school because you are forced to <laughs> comply with that one internship in the whole uh, semester or in, or in the whole four years in your school. It's so different because, you know, even though I was an intern, I was working my ass off 9 a.m. to like 10 p.m. every single day because I just love what I was doing every day. Yeah. Yes. So that helped me uh, get the routine, right? It can be an internship or it can be taking a gap year of your buddy and you guys you know, uh, have some routine together and you follow this routine religiously. And I think that helps a lot. Yes. And I, I will say just one more thing about this whole, to, to, to try to tip you over into, into say, okay, yes, I need to take a gap year. <laughs> one more thing I have to say is, who are you, right? Who are you really? And you don't know this, you don't know to answer this question until you know what you would do if there was nothing that you had to do. Mm. If there's nothing that you had to do, the thing that you do is who you are. And the only way to find out is to have one year of free time to see, test yourself. What, what is it that you really will do if you got one whole year to do whatever you want? Mm. Then you'll find yourself. Alright. Okay, so... I think we are coming to the end of this podcast. So John, maybe you can help listeners. Like how can they find you either on Instagram or do you have a website for them to follow? You can find me on LinkedIn or Facebook is John of the Courts, Jonathan of the Courts. Ng. And Instagram also is John of the Courts, J-O-N-O-F-T-H-E-C-H-O-R-D-S. 
All right. Thank you so much, John. Thanks for joining me on this uh, session. All right. So I hope you have enjoyed and learned something from it. And the biggest way you can give back to me is to share this podcast with more people. And I will truly be grateful to you. And if you want to interact with me, follow me on Instagram, hit me with a DM, and you can find me at Jang the Investor. All right. I'll see you in the next episode.